Hello, my friends, and welcome to the latest episode of Armor Party. I am your host, Mike Forster, bringing the heat on Thanksgiving week here in America. Hopefully, you're able to listen on that long car ride, or maybe you're taking a break from the inevitable political discussion that might be happening around your dinner table. I say, screw that noise. Let's build some armor instead. Depending on when you're listening to this, make sure you watch the New York Thanksgiving Parade. Our buddy Andrew Liptak from an episode back will be in his first order TK walking the Grogu Funko float down 6th Avenue. Should be a sight to see. Really cool last few weeks in the Star Wars world. You know, we've been seeing more and more unveiled about the Galactic Star Cruiser costumes. And some serious progress is being made on the new Book of Boba Fett models. It's just incredible what this community can do and the speed they do it. This is an exciting time. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Jen was a wonderful guest, and I hope you give her a follow and dig the talk. Have a great holiday and enjoy the show. Say Kyber is made from the hearts of the strongest stars, but this star of social media knows it's certainly not the force that does the building, cutting, and sewing. As a multi-costumed armorer, but a fairly new kid on the block to the costuming club, she sets the example of how to jump to light speed and have the best time doing it. Taking time out of her busy Big Apple schedule to join us from New York City, we are so thrilled to be able to sit down with Jen Markham. Jen, welcome to the Armor Party. What an introduction, Mike. That is that is something. I'm so thrilled to be here. I really am. I can't wait. Occasionally when I got the podcast started and I'm talking to all these different people and of course people want to suggest other people, hey, you got to have this person on, you got to have this person on. And your name came up multiple times because I think it just is evident at how much fun you have doing all of this. Wow, what a compliment. I just, I honestly didn't even think, I thought we were just going to talk about like the clubs and armor. I'm like, I bet he doesn't even know I do TikTok and stuff like that. But oh, I guess. Come on, I do my do. research. That's, no, that's cool. Like, I, let's talk about it all. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's great. I think most importantly, something that I have really tried to talk about on this show is the idea of as we become adults, and I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times. There is this kind of trajectory, I feel like, that we have as people, right? That as we get older, it, things that we have that inspired us from our youth, whether it was dress up, whether it was obsession with the sci-fi franchise, whatever it is, we're supposed to kind of give those things up as we become more quote unquote adulty, right? And it's been really- We are? I didn't get that message. Well, I didn't know this. That was something we were supposed to do. <laughs> bless you. Bless. Maybe it's just all the weird the weird remarks and all the weird uh, confused looks when people tell people that I spend thousands of dollars on Star Wars armor. Um, that could just be me. Maybe it's my circle of friends. Jen, maybe I need to come to New York and see- <laughs> how how unfazed New Yorkers are by the fact that there are people, many people like you who build this stuff. Um, but but I, I feel like it's really cool to see people who have embraced camaraderie and finding a passion. And I think that's probably part of one of the things that has has been really inspiring about doing this podcast is finding other people who have learned to do things as 
new hobbies, right? It's such a crazy thing to imagine that after our 20s or early 30s, sometimes hobbies include, oh, playing golf. I do this, but I give up other hobbies because we get busy, we get busy with our careers. And joining a costuming club about Star Wars was something that was really foreign to me. And so it took a lot of personal convincing for myself to be like, wait, I'm going to spend how much money? And being a hobbyist maybe had never really crossed my mind versus when I look back at the past couple of years of costuming, I'm like, wow, I this got a little overboard. This got out of hand quickly. Yeah. I mean, this really got out of hand fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've talked to some people on on this show that have been 20 years. I've been in the 501st for however long. You're fairly recent within the last probably five, six years. Yeah, I started cosplaying end of 2016 and I joined the clubs uh, 2017. So what's that? Four or five years? Four years? Well, add 2020 in there and it adds like 30 years to everything, right? Right. Yes. That's an excellent point. It's 2020 math involved. Right, right. So I've got to know, how did this started cosplaying in 2016. How did 2016 become the catalyst year for you to get started? Well, it was, uh, it was the Halloween after the force awakens. Ah. I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. I can't, you know, I get asked all the time, when did you start becoming a Star Wars fan? I'm like, I don't remember not being a Star Wars fan. Is this always part of the pop culture fabric? You know, had the movies on on the soundtrack albums. It was just always something I just loved. And, then, I mean, a lot of people have the story. It kind of faded away. We weren't having movies. I did love, like, the Thrawn books when they came out. Sure. And then we had The Force Awakens. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? Woohoo, we're back. And so, I mean, everyone has this. A lot of people from have that story. Sure. And I got interested. I'd always wanted to learn to make clothes. And I finally had some time. And I took a sewing class. And I'd always, I had made Halloween costumes every year for my husband and I. And okay. so then the Halloween after The Force Awakens, I'm like, well, I want to do Ray from Star Wars. And so I started kind of Googling, yeah. as one does, you know, what to do. And I stumbled upon the RPF.com. Oh, boy. this whole universe oh, that yeah. I was not aware of, where not only can you, like, look at pictures of the thing, but you can find out exactly the boots you wore, right. like, the, the actual things I used in the show. And I'm like, what? I was hooked immediately and just the puzzle solving aspect of it yes. that you could actually go to a store, uh, mostly in Britain at the time, <laughs> sure. and use the actual thing that they used on screen. That just, I couldn't even believe that. And I made Ray and I made all the Rays and then I made Jin and I got into armor and it's, uh, yeah. It, that And that's, that story, I feel like as... So many people I've talked to, we think of ourselves as lifelong Star Wars fans, right? And that could be from, I've talked to people who remember seeing it in the theaters in 1977. I personally was kind of part of that second wave of Lucas trying to reintroduce a whole new generation of young people to Star Wars with the three VHS that had half the silhouettes on the faces, right? Like, I think I got that for Christmas one year. Um, and, and I feel the same way. I think about the force awakens maybe as you do, where all of a sudden I'm w seeing star Wars again, but as an adult this time, right? Yes. And our, our lives have gone different ways since the last time we were children, or maybe if we were teenagers when we saw them last, but that it almost like reactivated this sense of wonderment. Right. And the idea that we were seeing characters that we recognized, 
but with 4K, right? And we were like seeing them right. in like this new light, quite literally. And I agree, there was something that made me feel like this felt so familiar. And I was inspired too. I mean, I, I'm the same as you. I, I went and saw Troopers at the theater for Force Awakens. And that was the first hook that I said, I think I want to do that. And I don't know, is that, do you think that was just the perfect opportunity, the perfect time in our lives? Are, are we bored? Is that why we thought this was no, cool? No, but we have adult money too, you know? <laughs> and let's face it, when you're a kid, you can't dress up as a stormtrooper. How are you going to do that? Where are you going to get that from? Where are you going to get that stack of cash? How's that all going to happen? Yes. But now you have adult money, you have adult space in your home, and life is short. And like, let's go dress up. I'm not really a collector of things. Okay. So when I got excited about Star Wars, I'm like, well, I don't want to collect the figure. I want to be the figure. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a great point. I don't know. I've just always been fascinated by costumes bef uh, before. And uh, it just, uh, I thought Force Awakens had, had great design. And then Rogue One came out and that that's still, I think the mountaintop in terms of design. And it, I, you know, it sucked you in. It, I mean, for, especially, I mean, you, I think you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you have, are you five times approved for four costumes? Five costumes? For all the, the clubs combined. All, yeah. Oh, it's over 20. Dang. Yeah. I got carried away. Maybe I quick. only saw your 501st <laughs> profile. But you know what? Yeah, only 501st. But you know that, the, I mean, some share boots. It's not like. For sure. I couldn't line up 20 mannequins and they would all be completely, but yeah. Yeah. That's This is, I'm loving this. I'm loving this because you, there's people out there who are, if you're like me where I've got, you know, I've made this joke before, uh, miscellaneous Christmas sits in a box in the garage. And I hope every year that my wife never looks in miscellaneous Christmas, because if you opened it, you would find there's a shore trooper, there's a Boba Fett. It's not anything related to Christmas, but I have it marked as miscellaneous Christmas, right? Because I have a lot of project that I'm always working on besides the ones I already have, right? Because this is what we do. What'd you say? We have adult money, right? Right. Well, I don't have, I don't have Boba Fett money. I mean, I listen, you, you're, you're in a different, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a different side of crazy, I, I yeah. assume. Right. Um, but no, but I, I th that's, that's a great point to bring up that, you know, I think, like I said, you're, you're justifying the idea that if this is something that brings you passion and this brings you, like you said, life is short, right? Like this, if this makes you feel awesome and what is our purpose when we put these costumes on to have fun with other people and other people get joy from seeing real life characters of a series that they have only seen on screen. Right. Does that, I mean, do you feel right. this, is that, is that a, a message that resonates with you? I like wearing them a lot. I just, I really like making them. I do. I love the whole process. I love the research. I love, you know, uh, just taking something and making with your own two hands. Yeah. I get comments all the time, I think, because, you know, I have the Mandalorian, I have the, the season one best yeah. and I wear that in my videos a lot. And I always get, you know, like, well, who plays Mando in your videos? I'm like, well, it's me. <laughs> I, I do. You know, I made or where'd you get the hot this costume? I'm like this costume came from these two hands. I made every single piece of that. I did all the leather work. I sewed this, the flight suit. I did everything. And I'm so, I, you know, I, it started as a pile of materials. Right. And now it's. The Mandalorian. Yes, you know what 100%. I mean? Like there's just something about making something with your hands. And maybe I've had careers where I don't make things. Everything I make exists in time. Yeah. 
And this is something that you physically make. There's just, it's really gratifying. I mean, it's frustrating when things don't go your way, but, but when it's, you know, like I'm doing Bo-Katan right now and that belt sits out there with, there's so much leather in that belt, all those pouches, like it covered my entire deck when I was dying the leather, but now it's this amazing belt. I'm like, that looks just like the show. And I made that out of leather and now it's a belt. It's, there's something about it. Uh, All right. We got it. Okay. You're, uh, you are, Jen, you are my kind of people because we are going to talk about this in depth because I cannot have someone make a statement like that and not dive into all of these details because this is exactly why we had this podcast. So I have, let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's, let's go back to the, you, you find the, the, the replica pop forum. You go on there and you're, you're just seeing, and now is this the first time that you're really, you know, for me, I guess I had never, I looked at details completely different once I started building costumes, like just like, oh my gosh, I never knew what a rivet was. I never knew what a split rivet was. I never knew what a Chicago screw was. Right. And like all these things that I'm just like banking in my head that makes sense all of a sudden. And then you realize, especially in the original trilogy, it's like these pieces were everywhere. This is what they used, right? So what was your learning process of looking at, you know, okay, we have Monk's cloth. We have, you know, Ray has this, you know, she's got this like linen, silk, not totally silk. Then we're switching up to different fabrics. Like what was that whole process like for you? Are, we, are you, are you a, uh, are you writing details down? Are you going out to Joanne Fabrics and seeing the closest match? Or like, what's your process for, for finding well, this Well, when stuff? you first start out, right, you really rely on yeah. others because you don't have any idea what you're doing. So, and, and then with these really popular characters, like Ray is a great example, there's people that are way ahead of you and you're just kind of looking at what they're doing and what they're finding and taking that and, you know, trying to find the same things or ordering from the same places and using the links sure. they're using. And then the more you do that, then you start to become kind of better at it sure. yourself. I remember the first time I did, uh, I've built Val from Solo, Tendi's new <laughs> yeah. character. And I had to ID, no one else was building that. So I had to do all the, and I remember like, oh, I, I know with that buckle, like that was just exciting to me. And um, I know I'm not quite answering your question. In terms of fabrics, uh, I don't know. I've never had to find a really hard fabric that wasn't already ID okay. for me. But I'm really blessed that I live in New York and we have the garment district where I'm going to find it. True. I'm going to find something pretty darn yeah. close. Yeah. So That's and that's interesting because I think that that proposes a really I want to see a case for why this community is quite helpful in a lot of ways because I'm up in the top of Michigan, we actually don't have there is no fabric store here. Like if if it's sure. available at Walmart that's what you got. So my, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, even for something simple like marine vinyl for the biker scout boots, there's one option. And so I have to go and I have to research, oh, it's this fabric, this weight, this ounce. And then when I have to buy it and I have to assume and I pray, like I said to Laura Quaguan, that uh, that it is the right stuff. Because with Amazon changing things, it's like you just assume it's the right stuff. So you're you're in a really interesting place because you have big cities have options. And for people like me that are kind of in these little outskirts of of where costuming and and craft building, prop building isn't that popular, right? Like I'm relying on you to to be able to go and say, hey, I found some comparisons, you know? And I think that maybe speaks to how helpful this community 
has been, can be, and should be, Definitely. right? But even as I was saying, I'm like, wow, when's the last time I've actually been to the fashion district? Because with like COVID yeah. and everything, you know, we're not going into tiny stores with no ventilation sure. right now. And and so you, you shop online for fabric too. It's just time consuming. You order a swatch and you have to pay yeah. a little money and you have to wait for that to come and you look at it. But it's still possible even for for anyone, anyone in the world yeah. that is male. So, yeah. but you're right. These, uh, and that's why when people ask me about costumes, I, I say, even if you're not interested in, in joining the clubs, because the clubs are not yeah. for everybody. It is a way to cosplay Star Wars. It is not the only way to of cosplay course, Star yep. Wars. But you can still join the forums and glean the research and, you know, whether you're going to build it to that standard right. or not. So that it's a great place to the, the forums on the clubs and also, and then the RPF, just people have done the research and are excited. Sure. About it too. And there's a, a certain part, what was your background in? So you had said that Halloween was kind of your thing. That was your holiday. We're building stuff. We're doing that. Like, what was your, to the extent of like, give me an idea, Jen, of, of these Halloween costumes? Like, are these over the top? Are they ridiculous? Like what, what were you building up previously? No, I just sewed. like, sewing okay. was my first skill. So I would make, you know, we made pirate costumes that had, uh, you know, vests uh, and sure. coats and things, but I had never done leather armor or anything like that until I got into Star Wars okay. costuming. So that's so that, yeah. that's no, what not. I was saying that all of a sudden now, now we're looking because there, there is something to be said for, we have all these ideas of like a generic pirate, right? You know, and there's, and there's like uh, fabric templates and stuff that you could go and purchase and they have kind of just basic tunics and that kind of stuff. Right. And, and were you doing that or were you making your own patterns and stuff at this point? No, I would use a commercial pattern and follow it, especially when I was first starting out. And then, uh, you kind of get good at looking at a pattern and, and knowing what, what it's going to be. But then you're right. Then you start just doing the Star Wars and there is no pattern for what you're making. And especially if you're doing Din Djarin and you're not that shape, yes. you know. Yes. But uh, I did take a pattern making class at uh, FIT in the city, just like a non-credit class. Uh, but I, I learned a few things, but not really well. So usually I kind of like Frank and pattern things together. Um, so when it comes to making something that – and I've made enough jumpsuits now that I kind of just – just banging out. That's awesome. what to do. Yeah. And I, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. So I, I also have a Din season one Beskar. Um, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad that we can commiserate over how difficult this costume is because, uh, I, I'd never built a hero costume before. Um, it, yeah, I'm oh. like, I was just one of those, let me just be a background character. And also I'm five, eight. Um, I'm most certainly not the, the Brendan Wayne size six, one with a nice muscular cowboy build. And, and I also, you know, I, I purchased my armor from Walt's trooper factory. And so it was all kind of pre-sized hmm. to whoever that was, you know, designed and, and modeled off of. Uh, so it took me a lot longer than I anticipated. It almost took me a year with about, you know, four or five months of kind of uh, being frustrated and giving up. Learning myself to appreciate people like Mike Quinones, Dark Side Closet, and really people who sew. I cannot understate how important that is to this hobby. And I've said myself, that should be the next skill that I at least try to learn because I can't believe, you know, you could sew a couple little pouches or something, hang them off a belt, and it's like, boom, that looks Star Warsy. Yeah. Preparing a, a Batu citizen because we're going on the Star Cruiser in March. Very oh, cool. How yeah, fun. but we're of course everyone's freaking out, figuring out like what costumes we're we're gonna wear to fit in, you know. Um, 
so tell me a little bit about your background in terms of like equipment wise, what is your setup? You're in New York. Are you, are you, do you have a big space you can spread out? Well, that would be a whole show too. Like how to paint armor in a small apartment. There's a girl I follow on Instagram. She just moved to the city from Texas. I met her at New York comic con and she was like, what, how I used to have like a backyard. How do you spray paint? I'm like, I do one piece at a time and I run outside and I come in and you look for cops because you're not supposed to spray paint in the city. You can't even buy spray in this paste. Sure, sure. Graffiti. You can't even buy spray paint in the city. You have to go out outside the five boroughs. Um, but you just make it work. You use a little bit of time. I am lucky. I do have a, uh, we have a space upstate too, where I, I actually am right now. So I have more okay. space than I used to, but you just, you just yeah. be efficient with it. Um, that's kind of yeah. just like anything, just like if someone had a small workbench, it's, it's, right. it's no different. Um, I've won so I had won the sewing machine now that my mother-in-law gave me hers, which is nice. Like vintage machines actually work better and they're, they're all metal and it's nice, but I don't have fancy professional equipment. And, uh, I mean, I sell leather on my sewing machine. It works. Let's go. I, I didn't that's know not awesome. to do it. So. I, I, well, that's, I, I, yeah. I always, I'm such a, like a gear head. I, I convince myself that like, if it doesn't work perfectly the first time, it's not because I haven't been practicing for th- three years, right? This is literally me opening my airbrush for the first time, screwing up the Beskar paint job and being like, you know what? It's got to be the airbrush, <laughs> right? Because I, I feel like we, we all feel like that because right. we watch a YouTube video and you're like, okay, I watched two minutes of this person explaining it to me. I must be an expert now. Um, so, so you've got this, uh, do you, do you know the model? I'm just curious. What's, what's the model of your, of your sewing machine? On my sewing machine? It's, it's a singer heavy duty. You can get a Joanne's. I think it's 42, it, okay. it's a singer heavy okay. duty. I, sure, I don't know. It's sure. like gray. Um, but I think it's a really good beginner machine. I, I recommend it to people who are, are looking to get something for the first time. Right. It's a couple hundred bucks. Um, I don't recommend my 3d printer. I say get an Ender three pro. I should have, I didn't, yeah. but I've made it work, so- you know? I was too dumb to know yeah, better. And then, and- so you're doing, so you're, you're printing, you're sewing. I mean, you are literally a ground up builder. Is there any, is there anything you commission ever for yourself? Uh, uh, uh well, electronics sure. I'm not good at. So like my friend, Justin, uh, he made my Mando pooter because yeah. I didn't, you know, he's like, oh, you just need a raspberry Pi and a thing. And I'm like, my eyes are glazing over and he's like, you know what? I'll just, he's like, one. Um, and then same for like Bo-Katan's, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with Bo-Katan's, yeah. um, headband, right. there's lights in there. I sure. bought that. I mean, I wanted it to have, I wanted to sure. do that. I wanted it to look cool and I didn't. So, I mean, I, but I'm sure electronics is like sewing. Like you just, you read instructions, you follow instructions and you do it. Um, but it's something that has daunted me yeah. up until this point. And there's things I don't like doing right. as much as I like other things, but I th- I think electronics is sort of the, the my one. Okay, big so so moving so if we're gonna when we do the part two with Jen Markham in 2023, you're gonna be like, oh, I I'm I've been doing electronics for months now. Ah, no problem, <laughs> no problem. Um, Jen, I I do want to also ask you as well. So you're you're doing you're sewing, you're doing all this stuff. Have you gotten to the point now of of the nuance. My, my neighbor is a leather worker. Part of the part that inspires me, of course, with Din Djarin, right? You've got this beautiful bandolier and there's all these leather parts on it. And my mind was just blown at, at listening to him describe veg tan, chrome tan, four ounce, eight ounce, all this stuff. Are you at that point where you're looking, you can recognize those, you know, or, or is it kind of like a, this is leather. It, the color looks right. 
and my sewing machine can go through it. Well, um, I dye my own leather, so I don't know about the okay. dyes because I do it myself. So I don't know. Uh, just regular dye that you get at Tandy. Okay. And the leather you get at Tandy, you know. That bandolier daunted me, but like it's kind of like anything. The more you look at it, it's like, oh, it's it's a belt thickness with like thin layers on top. And it's, you know, there weren't any rectangles. Yeah. It was all rectangles. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I remember leather daunted me. I remember my very first Ray costume. I bought the leather holster for it. It was $60 on Etsy, and it's this tiny little thing. And and I'm like, huh, huh, that's a lot for that that has one sure. seam in it, you know? And I haven't bought any leather since awesome. I make everything. And so now. you're, and so. is there, are there any secrets that you have found for someone who is, I, I'm inquiring minds want to know, what's the secret to getting started with working with leather in, in your opinion? Is it, is it? It's just like sewing. It's okay. really not that hard. It's really, I, I was so daunted by it. Like how leather, that shoes right. and belts, like how? You know, the uh, YouTube is your friend. Tandy, I've never taken one, but I've oh. heard they even have classes. So, you know, if you wanted to get into it, um, uh, wet your leather before you dye it. Don't forget, sometimes I've forgotten, and wear gloves because oh. the dye will stain. And it will stain your counter and it will stain your furniture. It's a it's a very permanent dye. But luckily, okay. I've only had like one mishap. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I, I feel like you've got to send me so, a picture of this mishap. I don't feel like I'm an expert in all in leather, but uh, it just, okay. it's not that hard. The hardest thing is finding leather. And if you have like a Tandy, you can go to the store or you can buy stuff online too. I think so if you've never been to a store and don't know like what yeah. the ounces mean. And so, you know, at this point I've bought enough that I can buy sure. it online because I know what I'm doing. But even you can go to a place like, uh, I mean, Hobby Lobby, you know, whatever but stores like that also have small pieces of leather too they the michael's sells like a half hide i mean you can get started if you if you're not just make if you're just making right. like a belt or a holster some some of those more widely found craft stores right, have supplies right. too and that and that so. that's a that's a great point too i i think especially with din because maybe at some point i had exactly like what you said at the beginning, Boba Fett money, right? Boba Fett is this character that I am so intrigued by. I talk about this character all the time on the show, but I had kind of like, just like pushed that aside because I'm like, okay, the, the, the paint job is insane. The, no one can agree over which character they like the best because everyone feels differently about the costume. And I know people who have SE, I know people who have ESB and ROTJ. And then now watching the CRLs, the, 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 the wheels of the CRL starting to turn because Book of Boba Fett is coming. And now people are, you know, now making 3D models based off the trailer that we haven't even seen the back of his helmet for yet. Right. And you look at this, you have these, I saw the same thing with Din Djarin when I decided to build that costume and you dive into the groups and you start asking around and then you have some people that are convinced that, you know, that the costumers make it extra hard for the things to be replicated because they want it to be a mountain that you have to climb. Right. And so the, even just Din's leg wrap, right. Is like three different leathers. You know, it's like the, you know, we have the, the goldish one we have the, then we have the crackle, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this is where you're looking at that model from D 23 and you're looking at it and you'll be like, is it different leather? Is it just painted leather? What is it? And, and people are arguing about this for weeks. Right. And we're sitting here going, we're chasing accuracy over something that most people have never even looked at. Like if you're look, you're looking at Din's sweet helmet, you're not looking at his freaking 
angle, right? To make sure that the folds are proper. What's your take on accuracy? What What is your take well, on think, all of this in terms of our, our quest to try to go and find the most accurate of accuracy? Well, you're never going to get perfect accuracy. This took me kind of a little while to realize this because there's always going to be some photo that contradicts another photo. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and so, like... The research is great and these groups are great and and the forums are great to research. I don't ever post in them anymore because like I take and I, I'm at, I mean, if I have a fine, but I don't post my own work because I don't sure. need people tearing it apart because it, again, you're going to find at some point you got to make yeah. it for you, man. Right. And I know we're in these clubs and I know there's this accuracy stuff, blah, 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 blah. But I know I just took with Din, I'm like, I really want this for me. And I, I built it to the standard, but I haven't submitted it. Sure. And I don't really know if I will. I don't, uh, I, it, it, it's because I'm not sure if I know what my, even my point is. I'm going to have to edit this. That's okay. But, it's a great point. But, but like at some, at some point you have to yeah. stop researching and yeah. just make it right. And if you, you missed a rib, right. I think it's right. okay. Right. You know, and that's, um, I know that's not the motto of the clubs, but at some point it's, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. And that leg piece is a great example. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. It's down by your feet yeah. too. You know what I mean? If something's right at your face or at your chest or your shoulder, something that is in the frame of where you are being really looked at, I, I just kind of put that at a higher priority than something that's around my ankle. I'm with you. I'm with do. you 100%. You know? din, din to din, Jen, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I feel like at least in, in my experience with it, I have a really great relationship with our GMLs. Um, I'm command staff currently. And so we have a lot of really good conversations. The My member liaison, my friend Miranda, also is building a DIN. So we kind of had this really fun relationship sharing resources. And and then, of course, like, uh, you know, she was building her Beskar version her fiance is a commissioner and he's like a brilliant painter. And, you know, I'm like, what are you doing for this? And then they're, they make a big jump into like, Oh, we bought this really nice spray gun. And I'm like, God, do I need to do that yes. too? You got to stop. Like, yeah, you can't get sucked in. How have you kind of dug through that? Cause you've made enough costumes. I'm sure that you look at some other people and, and where, where, where did you kind of start to decide for yourself, build it for you versus, looking at the CRL and going, do I even care? I just think there's a, once you have been exposed to enough online nonsense, yeah. you just kind of like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. I'm good. I'm okay. Like I, I did a Legion first thing and okay. uh, never again. You know sure. what I mean? Like I don't need, I don't need it, man. Like I don't want it to do Val's yeah. version of the Mud Trooper for solo. And I was happy to wait. I waited and waited until that was done. And then I submitted. Like I don't need to be a part of, I don't know, like that, that's, oh, it can be such a waste of energy to, to have things be right. really nitpicked over. And I know we're both talking from the perspective in the groups as part of the thing, but there's like meeting a standard and then there's just nitpicking for the sake of, yeah. uh, well, I'm an expert yeah. and so I'm going to yeah. tell you what's wrong with your costume kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm being super like clear on that, but I, I, I don't know. I just, maybe I made enough costumes and I don't feel like I, I need to sure. prove anything yeah. to anybody. I just kind of want to make it and I want to make it cool and yeah. I want to have fun and I want to look great. And I, I think my own standards are, are pretty high. Uh, 
I don't like having stuff that's not quite right, but I also don't feel the time pressure. I think 2020 yeah. took that out, took that away right. too. Like there's no events. Like I was built, I was building Zori Bliss and then kind of on, on the quick because like Carrie Russell was going to be at Fan Expo Boston and, yeah. and like March 25th, yeah. 2020, which obviously didn't happen, but you know, I was building it so fast for that. And then that didn't happen. I kind of put it aside for two months. Then I came back and I finished the helmet and like, well, the boots need to be dyed, which took like, takes like two seconds, but still I waited three months to do yeah. that because yeah, sure. why sure. I don't, I don't have anywhere to be. Yeah. I, I, good. So, uh, I just think like slowing it down and, and like changing your perspective and yeah, that makes sense. No, absolutely. I, 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 I think New York isn't all that much different from, in terms of the the issues that we have with you know painting outdoors and you know oh it's cold out now the paint takes longer to dry now um i was rushing last year to try to finish by halloween my my beskar paint job now mind you sure I, previously up until that point i'd only built original trilogy which is largely just abs right glossy white pull it there's the armor yep. done so i'd never really painted before and i screwed this armor up r like 2 days before halloween because I was rushing, I wasn't letting primer. I wasn't letting primer sit. Like yeah. we had a, a kind of a ridiculously cold October, and I was working in this, you know, this really big warehouse, and um, and and things just were not working. And out. then once you rush one thing, instead of like rushing to one day, you then lose five because you have to sand everything down. Yes, it's the worst. It's the worst. It almost like just took my my flame for trying to get this done and just put it yeah. out. Right. And then this summer really kind of, you know, cause we kind of go through these, I feel like we go through these wells of, you know, Hey, Star Wars, Star Wars content is, and then people start looking around at other franchises, which I know that you do. It's awesome. And then Star Wars comes back and then people get excited about like, we got to build these costumes again, you know? And, and I, I, I love that there are other people, especially, and you, you said it so great about saying it takes five minutes, but why did it take me two months? Cause I think that's something that we can all, we can all, yes. we all have been there. Yes. I can't tell you how many like little fixes, like I put a costume on for video. I'm like, Oh, there's a, there's a hole in that seam. I need to sew it up. <laughs> right. Like it literally takes that much time. And yeah. like it months peel off the calendar and I still don't do it. Then you finally do it. And you're like, Whoa, why? I, I think that, I don't know. I was, I like that before 2020, maybe, but so I'm also a person that like, once it's done, yeah. I really want it to be done. I don't really love like having to do some a second time. But the other thing I realized that like, we all have fixes. I remember the first time I wore a costume and like, I had a, I got a scene came apart. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm a terrible costume maker. I am bad at this. And no, everybody has a fix after right. every single wear, every single costume, every time. It's a, I'm with yeah. you on that. Let me ask you this too. You've got costumes from all different, uh, I guess, will we call them eras? What would we call them? Like, because the timelines of Star Wars are so goofed up. Yeah, right? I, I don't really do the prequels. Haven't, okay. I have one Padme and then everything else is original trilogy, heavy okay. into Rogue One and the sequels. So character wise, you've got real heavy gin. You have clearly Ray. You have Zori Bliss. You have Val. In it, you have Val, both ways, Mud Trooper disguise, and also yeah, okay, yeah, awesome. Because I loved everything about Solo, and I think we need it as a Disney Plus series. Yeah, the, Solo was the fun. right hashtag Make Solo to happen. Um, there is. 
what is it about character that makes you that makes you connect with someone that and go, I'm going to lose my mind over this costume for the next six months because I love this character? That's such a good question. I get asked that a lot. I, how do yeah. you pick a character to cosplay? It has to, and it's a combination of things, right? You got to like the look of the character. You got to like the look of it for you. You have to like the character. You have to like the IP. It's kind of a mix of, sure. of all those things. And I, I don't know if I, even I have my, my finger quite on the, on the pulse of it. And some I've done, like I did yeah. Holdo from The Last Jedi. And uh, I, that doesn't seem like something I would do, like a purple wig and a long flowy dress, but that's fun too, you know? Um, it's it's a combination of all those things and I, I don't really have it figured out too. Like I was watching The Mandalorian season one and I'm like, okay, let's let's pick something. Let's do something. Okay, what are we going to do? And, you know, this was before uh, sure, anything, sure. any of the controversy with any of the actors, but like Cara Dune, I was like, well, I... I don't hate her outfit. I don't hate her character, but I don't, I don't know if that's for me for whatever reason I couldn't put my hand up. I really liked Fennec, but we saw her for two seconds in the dark and from the neck up. So I'm like, well, I don't, I can't do that. And it kind of took me to the end of the show. I was like, well, kind of like the Mandalorian. I love that scene where he gets his first paycheck and he blows on a new costume. I mean, that was like, that was the most relatable (laughs) thing I'd ever seen in any Star Wars ever. And he's like walking through the bar, like was, you know, and then with his new outfit. And I'm like, well, that is that moment is me that's so but it took me a while to kind of figure it out it didn't like you know that moment obviously really launched out but it took me to the end of the show to like well that's that's what i want to do i want to do the title character i don't know if i have a great answer it's just it's a combination of i gotta like the character i gotta like the outfit i gotta like the ip and sometimes it's not quite weighted and uh no that's that's, that's, that makes total sense i think when you when you talk to other people, I find that there's two different kinds of people in the club. There's people who don't like the attention of the hero characters. And there's some people who love the attention as the hero characters. And then there's also people who just like building. And so every new character that comes on screen, and I don't know if costuming has like ruined star Wars for you. Like it has for me in terms of, I'm like, I need to watch a movie now, one time for the plot, one time for the characters, one time for the costumes, one time for like, what the heck did I just watch? And then one time where I just pause every 10 seconds. Ooh, ooh, ooh he turned around. Okay, let me look at the back. Ooh, interesting. Are, is that you? Are you like that with, is this, am I not alone in this weirdness? It's so funny you say that because for someone that has as many face characters as I have, I, I own face characters or hero characters is a better way to describe it. I, when I'm trooping, I'm always in the biker scout always like, yeah. like you lock your troops. Like I think I have over 50 in the biker and whatever the next one is, it's like four. I wear them sometimes, but yeah. ne- I, the biker is my go-to. It's just fun. It's I, you know, and it's not that I, I'm fine being a hero character, but I, if someone else wants to do that way more than I do, I'm like, cool, fine, great, awesome. I don't, I'll do whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't, even, <laughs> I, I know, uh, you know, my TikTok videos would, would kind of contradict me here, but I don't really think of myself as an actress or a performer. So I don't sure. need to like be, like be Jin at, at, at yeah. an event. I'm good. Like I'll be at the Biker yeah. Scout and that's, I'm totally happy. So. And is Whereas there a some part... people, I'm sorry, as you know, are like they are into 
being Kylo or they're into being whoever. And that's right. great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, and they should do that and I'll be the biker. So. Agreed. No, that's, that's fine. I'm also, I'm, I was the, I was the first Lancer scout oh, in cool. Michigan. Yeah. So I, I can, I'm, I'm with you on that biker scout. And, and if you're listening going, what the heck is that? It just means I added a couple straps uh-huh. extra and you know, I made my weather. suit in two pieces so I could go to the bathroom. Oh, and uh, I'm good to not be Lancer with that feature. So yeah, that's yeah, that's and, and it's it's very <laughs> nice because completely my satisfied. T- yeah, my timer starts once I put that thing on. It's like all right, uh, <laughs> we got three hours. Don't drink anything. But I'm a hypocrite yourself. because then I you I built in and but I've built them during COVID, so I've never had to be in an event like oh I have to get every single thing I'm wearing off right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get. Well, see, and this is this is the struggle that people don't realize we have to put ourselves through. Is there a certain part for you, Jen? We have characters we build. The Mud Trooper to me was. I'm glad that you have this costume because I've always thought when Solo came out and there was that initial flash of this like Vietnam, we're in the mud on Mimban. The you know the the officer goes up and he's like move forward he just gets blasted and like everyone's like what the heck is going on and fans of course as adults we resonate with the weight of it the same way that people really i think dug the the theme of rogue one because we're we're more mature obviously as as adults and i don't see my nephews geeked about Rogue One the same way that they thought Ray is really cool and Kylo's really cool because it was a war movie at the end of the day. And so you have the Mud Trooper, which is this great character that's got this awesome story. It's kind of like an Empire Strikes Back uh, Snow Trooper vibe to it. It's got the open helmet that we had seen in Veers and then we get in all this other stuff. But it's a it's a character. Uh, we see that armor on screen for probably about four whole minutes but it captured everybody's attention because it's so dang cool. Do you ever have those times where you, you build a costume and you go, this is kind of a deep cut costume. Like there are people who have never seen solo, which is crazy. To it's me. crazy. But, yeah. it's, I'll, I'll never forget. I was, I, I'm going to answer your question, but first I, I was in Val Val, uh, her regular, you know, black leather jacket outfit at like, fan expo, Toronto, love the Canadian garrison, love them, love hanging out with them all the time. But even they didn't know who I was. Like, <laughs> is that from Fortnite? I'm like, you, why would I be hanging out with you wearing this if I this was from Fortnite, you guys, who I love and they're amazing. So if you're they're listening, I love you all. But it was like, yeah, I was surprised. So many of them hadn't seen Solo. I'm like, but you're in the Legions. What I know, doing? right? But it that poor movie. Anyway, um, I I think there are the kind of character, the people that like that just are so excited by finding the most obscure costume to build. Yeah. And, and that's super fun. Yeah. Um, uh, if the, I, I care about the design first and foremost, uh, sure. I love the design. I love, I, I, I have both the regular much trooper, not to bore people, but like Val's much trooper. She doesn't wear shin guards and she doesn't right. have a respirator and she has a red scarf and blah, blah, blah. So it's a little yeah. less, yeah. which I like because I mine's vacuum formed. It really doesn't fit me because you can't trim it because there's the, the edge. And so, you know, I'm five, seven and it's a 50 armor kit. Sorry. Yeah. And it's just for someone bigger than me. I should, sure. I should have a 3d printed one. I don't, but when I don't have to wear the respirator and the shin guards, it's better. 
I, I just liked her look. I liked the look of it. I, I didn't care if no one knew who I was. I, I just, I, you know, but yeah, I, I don't, if the design's right, I don't, I wouldn't mind seeking out a, a less popular character. Sure. There's, I, and I, I, that's, I just, I'm curious because I have talked myself out of, you know, I have a, I have a shore trooper that I'm building and even the shore trooper is this brilliant design Beautiful. by, you know, Glenn Dillon, who also did solo too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it has, there's so many great themes and then you have this different marking to denote, you know, captain squad leader, the paint jobs, just a little bit different. And my nerdy friends are like, you're going to build that, that shore trooper. And I'm like, man, I want to, I want to. But then there's a part of me that's like, I also have a TK sitting in the garage. And to me, the most iconic Star Wars characters in terms of a silhouette is like Darth Vader and a TK. And there's a reason that we still, that, that Legion wise Lucasfilm, most of the time opportunities are like, we need stormtroopers and we need a Vader. That's kind of what has been my experience. Right. And so I like, I, I, I want to build to have these smaller characters that are like for fans, but in general, most people don't know who these troopers are. So and hang does that on though, mess hang on me? though. Rogue One, we are, this is the great thing about Rogue One. I'm like Rogue One super fan. Like that's my Same. mountaintop, right? Same. And we, us Rogue One fans, we're all hilarious. We think this is like this indie movie that only you and I know about that no one else saw. <laughs> yeah. That movie made a billion dollars, Mike. It made a billion dollars. Everybody <laughs> saw Rogue One. Like you, we can't pretend that you're going to put a short trooper on and no one knows what that is. So you just got to decide what you're doing it for. If your goal is to be in Lucasfilm invited events, if that's yeah. why you're doing it, then sure, TK, great. But if your goal is to have the coolest trooper on the planet, then you got to build your short trooper. I mean, you yeah. just got to decide what you're doing it for. You know? All right. You know what? After I build this thing, I'm going to tag you. I'm going to fly out to New York. Put me in the video so I could say you were the one that inspired me to make this thing. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I agree a thousand percent. I think it's just the way that we consume characters. It's like my wife who bless her has never actually fully watched an entire, she's never sat down and watched a star Wars movie all the way through, which is crazy because it affects my life every single day. And she's like, dude, that is your thing. But if I was to like, there's times where she goes, which trooper are you going to be? And I go, I'm going to be a snow trooper. She's like, is that the one that rides the bike? And I'm like, <gasps> Oh my gosh. I'm like, but you're not making it for her. You're making it for you. And well, you're no, making it. I, yeah. Yeah. But you, but you, what I'm saying is that we look at us as customers have such a capacity for, for, for details. And I, that's the thing where I always crack up because I've worn my sand trooper and then you wear it next to someone else and they go, Oh yeah, you're the dirty one from, and they'll say like a completely different movie. Right. And you're like close enough. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Biker Scout, you're the one that was on the, 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 and I'm sitting here being like, yeah, the speeder bikes. Yeah, cool. Snow Troopers. Which movie were you from? Because the Snow Troopers really weren't seen that much on, on film, but Empire is like everyone's favorite movie, you know? Yeah, but that's unforgettable. I mean, you're never going to forget the first time you saw Empire Strikes Back. And, Agreed. Uh, and, yeah. And Vader's walking through the thing with the two guys behind him. I of mean, course. you'll never forget that. It doesn't matter how much screen time it is. And it's a great design. 
Agreed, for sure. Well, the e-web, of course, they got that thing out and started ripping. And listen, ripping. this hobby is too expensive and too time-consuming <laughs> to be worrying about what some guy at some event goes, dude, what What are you from? Like, who cares? It's not, you're not making it for that guy. You're making it for you. Jen, you're just, ex- you're just exposing all of my all of my inner turmoil right here on my own show. I needed this. This was the conversation I needed. I like tomorrow I'm getting, I'm going well, like, on. Seriously, buying- who cares about that one guy? <laughs> Cause you're not making it for that one guy. You're making it for that one kid who comes up to you with his eyes as big as saucers to be like, Oh, that is my favorite Lego. I love that scene. And there you are. Yeah. You're making it for that kid. Yeah. That's how, I, that's how I feel. Clone troopers were for a long yes. time because I was, I was kind of out of the realm of star Wars animation I wasn't, I wasn't up on it. I'm yeah, like a, it wasn't my thing either. I, I, I've since watched it and it's great, but it's not my thing. But there are kids who just like that is Star Wars to them. Agree. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And it was crazy because I, I, I felt like I've trooped a lot with a lot of different people. And I always find something to take away from every time we troop. And it's like Vader is a glory hog. Chewbacca <gasps> is a glory hog, right? Because they're, they're just like people just, you know, everyone wants to hug Chewie. If if Chewie is there, it does not matter who else is there. It right. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Chewie right. is it. It's the beginning, the middle, the end. It yeah. doesn't matter if Vader's there or R2. Forget it. Just Chewie. Chewy. Yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. man. I'm I'm am w- with it. I'm with it. Well, this is this is awesome. I, I love I love just hearing at least from from your breakdown. What I want to talk about too, how how did this the personality of of your social media and i know that it's a tiktok thing and and then you you share it over on instagram so like you you've got this you've got the numbers jen i mean my I gosh you've got people Thank who are you. incredibly dedicated to watching how awesome these videos that you make are like how did how did all of this get started i've got to know this it was i mean i joined tiktok like a bunch of people did when the pan- we were all home during the pandemic, right? You know, everyone was talking about it. And I'm like, okay, what's this? And I would see people share their TikToks on Instagram, where yeah. I've been for a long time. And I would see them in my stories. I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's cute. I'm giggling. But I, I what am I going to do? I can't do that. I'm going to lip sync in a costume. That's great. No shade to that. But I couldn't see myself doing it. Like, what? Well, I don't get it. Sure. I'll never forget. There's this woman, Keldar. Uh, she's a legend. Has, like, made every Leia. She's been doing it for years. Just... Uh, completely iconic Star Wars costumer. And okay. she was on the app and she made it this kind of video game carousel of all her Leia costumes. I'm like, oh, so I can like show off my collection of costumes? I want to do that. <laughs> and so and so that was like kind of the first video I did. I did it with gin, all my gins. And I joined the app and I started watching videos and I was inspired and I got creative. I don't know, the, the format, I just, I get it. I like the short things. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of start, I was doing the, I was doing the lip sync thing and that was great and doing it with friends. And then I started writing my own kind of skits and scenarios and stories. And it kind of, uh, you know, Doug, I had a few things blow up and it's, uh, I, 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 I don't really, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Sure. I, I, it's, it, it, I never dreamed I'd be doing this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I really, I didn't, I, and I spent all kinds of time on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, hopefully like opportunities that come my way become of it because of it. I don't, uh, it's, 
I know I'm stammering here and I'm not being super eloquent about no, it. No, no, no. This is great. It's, this it's, is, it's yeah. humbling. It's, it's, it's just kind of unbelievable sort of what the response has been. And, and, uh, well, it's and, got that, it's got that perfect humor where it's like <gasps> playing into a little bit of like meme humor because <sighs> when Grogu got dropped, you're, when you know that there's, they're only using Grogu as the prop for the butt of the joke, the whole chicky nuggies, choco milk, like this whole, like just representing a baby was when I saw my friends who I knew were not star Wars people just gushing over baby Yoda. I was like, okay, they've clearly knocked something out of the park with not only Grogu's design, but it really like Grogu in his own kind of became this magnetism for the internet of this like joke that was just going around where it's like you could you because his character on screen you're you're doing all these things trying to balance yourself you're trying to regulate yourself and you have kids to take care of too through 2020 which is insane and who knows what's going on grogu was kind of this (laughs) this like yeah this little tiny thing that we have to interact with we have to keep it happy it gets hungry it uses the force apparently there's it was prime for humor it was prime for people to to make jokes about it and and i feel like a lot of your stuff has really harnessed the spirit of that relationship well i think the relationship it's such a change with him and and mando yeah it doesn't seem like who is this guy who's like not has time to be a dad right. and he actually doesn't spend a lot of time being a dad in the show. Let's be honest either. Yes, like dumping them off of yes, people. yes, yes. But it's like it, it, they're the scenarios of Mando and the kiddo being doing regular stuff. And he's trying to be like a serious star Wars guy. Yes. The, the, the possibilities uh, sometimes just write themselves, yes. you know, and, and then children love Grogu. I remember the first video I did that really blew up and you know, there's this thing in TikTok where someone you plays their video right next to you and they just react. Yeah. <clears throat> the amount of kids that just sat like holding their own baby Yoda doll watching my video. Like it was, it was something. And I'm like, Oh, so I'm going to stop cursing in my videos, obviously, because <laughs> I didn't realize kids were watching. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I it, it's that character is really, it's so many people are just really in, entranced by it. Yeah. So, and I love that. I love that you're, your video uses the the Grogu that I think I'm like looking around for mine because I know that I have it somewhere. But it's like yeah, it's the it's the guy from Target. It's just the Mattel one. Yeah, it's we, not, I don't have a slideshow. I don't pl- knock a 3D print one. Yeah, his face is perfect. It's adorable. It's charming. He's tiny. It's, yeah, it cracks me. I up. love that, and I think that's great because I think that you know you get into that point where you're like, oh, I've got to. I've got to really knock the socks off people when I'm doing this, right? And there's like people who are like literally recreating this million dollar animatronic from the show, which of course I'm like, incredible. Incredible. But you're having so much fun with this $24.99 Grogu baby doll that I'm like, that everyone has. If you built a Mando or the amount of people that just like, I have like, I literally, like I see it actually, I'm looking at it right now that my daughter like dresses up and like, okay, here it sits with my Barbies and stuff and baby Yoda. Like I've told her, Grogu's name and she's like dad no 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 it's baby Yoda okay cool yeah I don't argue I just I can't I I I think Filoni said on Twitter that baby Yoda's fine 
I don't get, I don't <laughs> call him Baby Yoda. It's fine. Everyone knows who you're talking yeah. about. There's no need to be Star Wars fan. Yeah, about it, so. yeah, exactly. So, but some people get upset. They're like, it's Grogu. I'm like, whoa, it's it's really fine. But. Right. Yeah. Right. Ask. Remember, <laughs> Star Wars for kids. Ask the kids what they think. Um, exactly. Cue Freddie Prince's rant. Yeah. Like, let's play that right yes, now. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That is. And and gosh, I feel like we every time a movie or a trailer drops, I feel like we need to like rewatch that. Um, is there, if for, for the, for the TikToks, I, here I am trying to like buddy up to you, Jen. Cause uh, I recently <laughs> had a post go viral. Oh. Had a, I made a meme that was a joke about star Wars costumers having costume ADD. Okay. And so when Dune came out, I made a joke that was like, it had someone with, Sith eyes that close their eyes and they reopen them and they were blue with the you know with the, oh. with the right and it was like all Star Wars costumers going into Halloween weekend that they just like cha- like dramatically hit the brakes and like I'm gonna wear a still suit from Dune it got like 93,000 likes on Instagram that's amazing no it's horrible Jen it's horrible it, because I... the people were screaming at each other in the comments and I'm just trying to like move on with my life from this meme that I made and it won't ever die like two months from now you'll think it's over and then it'll be discovered <sighs> right and it'll be fresh hatred yes how do how do I deal with this, Jen? What am I doing? How do you deal with this? You you like you got a million find, followers. So <laughs> I have been very. I'll first say that I think I have been very lucky. That I think because of the the road, the path that I've chosen, sure. where I do a lot of skits and it's a lot of storytelling, yeah. and I do sit down and talk about sometimes how, how I feel about things and I review things, but no one ever watches those. Sure. Like <laughs> because because that. I've been very lucky that a lot of my attention has been positive. That said, it just mathematically is not possible. When something blows up, mathematically you are guaranteed to get nasty comments. And listen, we just need to be, and I don't know how to quite to do it. I, I get better, but no one's perfect. Why do we remember the bad stuff? You got 93,000 likes, right? I'm sure you got thousands of comments. And I, I'm going to probably sit here and say that 90% of them were positive. Oh, that's so funny. Happy faces, laughing. I love Dune. I love Star Wars. This is so clever. 90%. And do you, can you tell me any of those? No, but you can tell me about the yeah. others because they stick in your mind. And every human being is like this. Um, I, deleting and blocking are tools that are at your disposal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't let it sit with you, you know? And like you read something in the minute, it just doesn't sit right. I've read stuff and it started to sit wrong with me and I deleted it. And then I thought like, oh, whoops, I misunderstood that. But oh, well, it's already yeah, gone, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't mean to silence discord, but it's ultimately it's your page and it's your content and it's your comment section. So feel free to manage it, how it makes you happy. It's not a democracy. It's your comment section. (laughs) Sure. Sure. That's, and that's great advice. Is there, you know, do you ever feel like, um, we, we, there are people who have costumes, they're known for being costumers, um, and they have to manage their own expectations. They have to, you know, do people recognize you at this point as, as, you know, Jen from TikTok? Is there, is, do, do you have any of that? Cause I've never experienced that. And I don't know anyone in our garrison who's kind of become a personality in that way. And, and it's, I just think it's really cool that we've found people. I mean, I, I, I talked to, to Paul, um, to Paul Lee from Mandalorian and, he's like, man, when I go and troop with the 501st, 
I don't want anyone to know it's me. I wear a freaking helmet as much as I can because I don't want people to come up to me and talk about Kim's convenience while I'm trying to be a part of the Star Wars Imperial Army, you know? And, sure. and I mean, what is that? What has that been like for you as being a pretty public person and wanting to obviously show off the craft of what you've accomplished? Well, you're sweet uh, that I would be recognized. But I mean, it hasn't really, because it's 2020, it hasn't really come up. I haven't really trooped. I've done one thing and it was like a drive-in movie quite a ways from here. It wasn't really, and that was last year. The only thing I've done this year is New York Comic Con, which is, I mean, so yeah, I was volunteering with the Garrison. We were raising money. But I also wanted to make sure people who had wanted to come find me, that's a great opportunity yeah. to do it. I mean, it's New York Comic Con. Everyone's there. So it's not a really a great example. And it didn't interfere with what we were doing as a troop. In fact, it probably helped us. Some people donated and did blast a trooper. And so, I mean, I was in a an area where people, and I could put Instagram, hey, I'm in the family room volunteering the five of first, come sure. say hi. So in terms of like, it just hasn't come up yet where I we're just trooping at a walk and then it's being disruptive because people want to meet Trooper Mom. I, I that just seems like a scenario that just kind of seems unlikely. But I, you sure. know, I, it hasn't okay. come up. Yeah, I, so. and I, I was just I was just curious because I know that um, I, I've met so many people through this hobby, and it has been really quite interesting the way that you know. I mean, even in my side business, Honda Supply. I don't think I've ever shared a picture of my face because I was so dedicated to being like, I just want the work to stand for itself. Like I don't want any preconceived notions of like who I am or, you know, what, what, what my backstory is or sharing my hobbies or anything. I'm like, I put a product out there and I want people to see the product for what it is. And if they like it, awesome. They don't need to know maybe who the, (laughs) who the wizard is behind the curtain, you know? Um, and I and I've always just wondered what that was like for someone who had kind of achieved this level of online fame, if we're calling it that. Um, I, I that's I'm I'm, un, I'm uncomfortable with the word like a fame. I mean, sure. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's like, but it's I I, I really <laughs> what I I'm, and that's that's like again, this shows you how out of it I am in terms of popularity and what I should be even saying. But but it's interesting. I know, like I was actually look because I wanted to know who you were before I came on the show. And I was hunting. I was looking for, I, th- I think I found something somewhere, maybe a f- tr- private trading okay. card or something where I, I knew sure. where you were. The, but I also, but then it comes, I think I said at the beginning, I get a lot of people uh, wondering who Manda was in my yeah. videos. I'm like, that is me. So I want, I do, you know, I did the whole build on TikTok, yeah. you know, just to shoot that that's yeah. me in there. I want to make sure that no one else can say that, that's not me. That's my sure. work. And um, sure, no, yeah. that makes that makes sense. I and I think I think just getting at the anything that I look at, how much I've had to pour into the brand. I think that's really what it comes down to, right? Is like Trooper Mom is a brand that that has it has a, a style of humor. It has a style of writing that you've that's become popular, right? So like you have to kind of, you're curating a brand, right? If, if that's the way that, that you are kind of moving forward, cause that's, that's what I do professionally. And so I always see people who have great YouTube pages or great, great personalities because, you know, it's just like, it's like any product you're putting out there, right? It's like you, you have a way that you want to perceive your product to be and you want, you, you want to show off the work and you also want to have fun with it. So that's why I just, I was curious as someone who's interacting with this 
this number, you know, what that's, what that's been like and how, to, how do you manage it and how much time do you put into it? My gosh, I feel like that's another. This is so, people don't even know. I mean, like I, I don't run a podcast, but I can imagine. I mean, I'm looking at the time we've been talking for over an hour and I, I just can't even imagine having to sit down and edit an hour long audio clip. I mean, the amount of footage you go through and stuff. And then people always say, well, you, you should start a YouTube. You should start a YouTube. I'm like, when? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. how? And I know that there's like, there's more, whatever, there's more money and you don't have to like do brand deals because YouTube just pays you, which right. sounds great. Um, but I, at the same time, like YouTube and Instagram are chasing this format on this platform that I'm already there. kind of like doing yeah. okay on. So I, but it's hard. It, it's hard. Time is the the single most precious resource any right. of us have, more precious than than money or space or anything. And you know, it's it's limited. But I, you know, I, when people ask me for advice on TikTok, I say things like, I I do it if it entertains me. Like yeah. I I stuff the stuff that sure. makes me laugh that I would want to watch that I enjoy doing. Like the second you start making stuff. Uh, you know, for views yeah. or because you think this is what's hip or trending, it's, it's, it's that's a road to nowhere. You're not going to be happy and it's probably not going to do well because people can tell, like audiences are savvy. They can tell if you're not right. into it, right? you know? So ultimately I do spend a lot of time on it, but I have so far still really yeah. enjoyed it. That's awesome. So, and I get to show off all my yeah. costumes. Yeah, I mean, you're showing off the work that you've put in. I mean, that's I mean, that's how I feel every time we troop, right? My my wife's like, "Oh, what are you gonna go do?" I'm like, "Uh, we're gonna go wear our costumes for an hour." She's like, "Oh, okay." Like, is that it? And I'm, you worked on it for six months. Do you want to go stand out in the corner for another hour after to show it off? You're like, that's why I made it for six months. So I could do right, exactly this right, today. Right. So yeah. I, it's, it cracks me up. I think it's, it's amazing. And, and like I said, I'm, I, I was a fan of, I was a fan of your humor. I was a fan of the personality of the whole thing. I thought it was, it's really smart and I, it's great. I love it. What do you, Jen, kind of we're wrapping up this part of the, of the podcast. I mean, what do you want? What's the future for this? Like the, the, the amount of work that you're putting into this and the reception that you're getting is it's working, right? It's, it's clearly working. It's you're having fun doing it. People are loving the content you're putting out there. You're having a ton of fun building these, these costumes. What do you, what do you see? What's, what's the future for? Yeah. Like what what is it? Yeah. I don't, I'm not really sure. I gotta be honest with you. I I didn't have a goal in mind when I started. Uh, uh, I thought maybe, it, I, would it be great to not have to have a day job and do this as for a living? That would be great. I, I, I'm nowhere near that. It would be nice to cover my expenses and I buy lights and tripods and, you know, prop, build a bear clothes for my baby Yoda doll. Like <laughs> it all adds <laughs> there's up. All, there's some expenses. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to cover sure. my expenses. Um, I've started to get PR, yeah. which is fun, but you know, that when space is limited, right. you know, that's, that's, you know, but, uh, I don't, I don't really know, to be honest, I, sh- I should not, um, yeah, well, I'm s- maybe covering my expenses is, is, would well, be a short Let's see goal, if we can maybe. start there. Jen, I am excited to watch this journey of you going and see wherever <laughs> it takes you. Has there been any, you know, I saw that recently you got invited to go do a Disney thing. Yeah. Uh, their PR team reached out to me. I mean, that's, I, it's so funny because for a year on, on this app, I've seen other pop culture creators 
get like gift boxes and go to events and you and I'm thrilled. Sure. I'm thrilled for yeah. them. Thrilled. And I'm but I sit there go, but yeah. like how though? Yeah. But <laughs> how though, you know? And in the comment section, they always say the same thing. Someone reached out and I said yes. And that's now that it has happened to me, that's oh. what happens. So I wish there was uh, the mystery to it has not yet been solved. I don't know how I ever get found. Um, uh, that's, so, gr- that's great. Yeah. I, so I will stop looking for Disney PR on Instagram and asking <laughs> them if they need any help making things. Okay, I will, I'll stop doing that. I've heard it straight from you, Jen, that I know that they will re- They yeah. will find you, apparently. If they need to talk to you, they will find if you. If there's another way, though, I just don't know about it. And I'm, I'm completely clueless with any of this stuff. I don't think there's any manual to being... I, the word, is it, are we using the word influencer? I don't Just know. You, like yeah, someone that does it. stuff online. I don't, I, so I don't know. The Like it, it's sure. a mystery to me how things happen. Uh, I'm sure there are people who hustle for it are successful. I wouldn't know where to start. So I haven't really been doing that, but. That's great. Uh, I, yeah. You know what though? If I'll say authentically, and I hope that people at this point have listened to many episodes of Armor Party and know kind of where I stand on the whole thing. I really just love seeing people who have put an authentic product out there, an authentic experience, authentically them, and seen the results of upward momentum, right? Even them just reaching out to you and recognizing you for the work that you put in versus how fake a lot of these like mega accounts can be, which are sometimes even just straight up run by a PR firm with a couple people standing behind them acting like they're, they're quote unquote, we use that word influencers. I love that this is authentically you. And I think that that's awesome because that's really, really cool to say, I've put in a lot of time and effort to have fun and I've spent time developing this and working on this and then to kind of be recognized for that. I just think it's great. It's awesome. I think it's like any time that someone sees a trooper in a costume and goes, you look amazing. And you're like, thanks. It only took me nine months and $1,400 to look, to do this, you know? So it's like, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's, that's really kind to say. I think I have been uh, maybe fortunate, both unfortunate the way that I have never uh, done any kind of brand deal yet so it's easy to keep my my content really kind of unsold when i haven't yet sold it but that day will come and maybe pretty soon so and it's a it's a tough needle to thread a tough thread wait did i get my metaphors mixed up remember i don't know how to sew so whatever you say is fine yeah right i sew (laughs) and i can't get it right you know what i mean so uh but like everyone needs to get their bag too. So I, I just hope that if that day comes for me when I'm doing like sponsor content, it, it stays with my voice. That that's it's yeah. just hard. But uh I, I do I have fun doing it. And I you know, it's been gratifying too. I do other series I didn't always share on Instagram, but like I have a whole series about how the costumes in my closet argue with each other. Which is so meta. <laughs> like really? But like my my husband was recognized in Vegas when he was on trip, and he was like, "Are you on TikTok? Is your what? Does your wife? He loved the co- the costume closet things that she does. They didn't mention Trooper mm. Mom at all. Like, and that's that's fun because like that's yeah. that's all me. That's all that's me and my costumes right. and my face, and it's you know, yeah. it's wild. Man. Well, I look forward to seeing where this all takes you, Jen, and and. 
Thank recognize you. you as a as a brilliant costumer, and I I love that you are a ground up builder. Um, are there any other things that that you want to that uh, we're going to do a lightning round? I hope you made it to that part. Absolutely. Oh, oh Jen, we oh, cannot yeah. have you on Armor Party and not do a lightning round. But what I just want to wrap up as we're kind of talking these technical specs and stuff is there anything, something that I would love to ask you? You have this unique setup. You are in an apartment, but you have a little bit of space, but you don't have a giant Texas sized backyard to just sprawl out. If someone is listening and they're living in a metropolis and they're looking at saying, I want to get into costuming, but I have these obvious barriers that are kind of holding me back. What is some advice that you could give someone to, to, to that's worked for you to, to not have them squash their own dream before they start building? Uh, okay. I will, I will say that we do have a space upstate. And so if you see my TikToks, you know that I, I was wondering where that was. I'm that, glad you clarified though. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't want anyone to think like, well, I've seen her. Because she's an influencer. Okay. I just, I, you know, I think we all go through stages as building. I'm going to, sure. I'll get to the question, I promise. But like, that we're, like, we discover the, cl- the clubs and we're like, this is the only way to costume. And I, d- I didn't even know this is my entree into cosplay. And then just because yeah. those clubs exist and that we are members of them doesn't mean you have to cosplay that way. Um, especially if you're young and you don't have anywhere near those kinds of resources uh, to, to, to build that or buy a kit or anything. Like I would just really stay, don't be competitive and stay away from drama if you're getting into this, like, and just have fun building it however you want to build it. You know, if, if you want to build it to the standard of the 501st, that is fantastic. If you want to make it out of cardboard, you're going to make it out of Amazon boxes. That is just as fantastic as long as you're having fun and enjoying yourself. There, there's some great quote that I'm going to get wrong. Like no one has ever felt a speck of joy comparing sure. themselves to others. Something like that. Like, so if you're, if you made a, your clone out of foam and it looks great, who cares right. what anyone else is doing? Um, and I think it's hard sometimes for people in the legions to, to have that mentality at all because we we learned this other way to do it, that there's this only this one way. There's a set of rules and these set of pictures and you gotta match and la la la. But and that's great. That is uh, no shade to the five of first, right. which you and I are both members, proudly. But like it's it, again, I can't get say enough, just because they exist, that doesn't mean that sure. is the only way to sure. do it. And I think at the spirit of of that point is that we want more people to feel like they should start building. They should go down this, this realm of saying in all the hobbies that I could do, and this is nothing against things like video games, or I got into biking this summer, just as a form of, you know, need an exercise and talk about expensive. Holy cow. Mountain bikes. Hey, um, I, <laughs> but I think really I look at, because I think the, the hindrance of going is, is it price? Why would I buy a kid if I'm not going to join the 501st and spend sometimes comparable money? But I think to your point is that we want to harness the creative energy, right? And that we shouldn't let a organization tell us not to harness that, right? Is that that's kind of a part of what you're saying is like, is that we want people to build. 
But I think it's, I think it's self-governing. Like don't, just because don't let yourself be limited, you know? Um, I, I, I I just see people sometimes get really discouraged or that they put the 501st on the pedestal or they've had a bad experience with someone who's elitist and like every group has bad apples. I mean, you know, that, well, I just, I'm not going to make one at all. Like why though? Why not make like a, the yeah. clown trip or the best you can or make a Din Djarin with a t-shirt and the Hasbro helmet? Right. Like what's, what's so wrong right. with that? You know, I just think the existence of the club sometimes yeah. trip people up in a way they wouldn't be tripped up if it was Dune or it was yeah. Marvel or yeah. it was Batman. You know what I mean? Like you would just make Batman yeah, and right. you wear it and you'd be happy. But because Star Wars has these clubs that exist with these printed sets of rules that somehow like that always seems to come up for people because they're so ubiquitous, whatever. And just pretend you don't have you don't have to do that. that, that, The Batman thing is is, that's a spot on point because I know that the the RPF exists for that reason because you have people who do find and we we've I've talked about this a lot of times that. In ways, we want to achieve that level of representation by by honoring the costume makers themselves. That I want to do Glenn Dillon's beautiful short trooper design because I love it so much. So I want to sure. recreate it faithfully. But yeah, I, right. I agree is that at the end of the day, we want more people to choose to try and become part of Star Wars. And if, and if that, that yeah. level of accuracy isn't attainable you would still never want to say to someone just take all the work you've done and throw it away it's not worth anything that has value right the, exactly the, this the creative energy has value. exactly we need we need more happy proud excited star wars fans yes and fewer toxic yes ones. you know what i mean and when and when someone experiences toxicity they then are more likely to become toxic themselves out of retribution or defensiveness or you know so maybe just like everyone be nice to each other. What a concept. Oh. I thought you're from New York, Jen. I can't <laughs> even believe this. Oh my gosh. I can't. Well, clearly that means that we have to get into the lightning round because we are making way too much sense here. Okay. So Jen, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask okay. you a couple of questions. I want you to try to answer them as fast as you can. I might ask you a follow-up question, but I'm really just trying to get this info okay. out of you. Who has cooler costumes, the good guys or the bad guys of Star Wars? Good guys. You might be the first person to say that. I'm not kidding. Wow, really? Yeah. There's just more variety. You're right. Good guys. Okay. Okay. Specifically the ragtagness of the rebellion, or is it uh, uh, is there something that you just feel like is the theme of good guys? I think what's in the... I, I mean, it doesn't sound like... If I, it sounds like I'm backtracking, that's not what I mean. But like, think of the designs of everyone that's sort of in the middle. Like the yeah. handos and the scoundrels, yeah. like look, that that sweet spot is where all the greatness in the clothing happens. It's hard to argue with yeah. that. Okay, I, all right. I'm, I, you might be a first, but I'm, I might be. You might have swayed me with that. And because those are technically not like like structured bad guys, like Imperial First Order kind of thing. I, I it's didn't, a, I didn't yeah. think of them as bad guys. I thought of them as on the others as not quite bad. Okay. All right. That's good. That's a fast answer. Jen, which film to you has the most memorable costumes of all the Star Wars movies? Attack of the Clones. 
Good answer. Yeah. That's a, I like that. That is not a lot. my favorite movie or close to it. But the, the <laughs> what Trisha Bigar did in that movie cannot be denied. Like the Padme's costumes, the Jedi, all of them fighting, like just insane, insane. I'm a big Rogue One girl, so I'm going to put an asterisk next to that one. I, and that sure. design brief is crazy. Like make it just like the original trilogy, but new. Yeah. How would you do that? They did it. They crushed it. Agreed. Crushed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, Attack of the Clones, I think, is is a hard to top. That's a good answer. Are you a blaster or a lightsaber kind of blaster? I couldn't even finish the set. Nope. You are dedicated yep. to that. Okay, which one? Oh, that's hard. What pops into mind? I guess Jin's. Jin's a whatever a ten a nine. I can't. I don't can't remember the models, but Jin's a little pistol. A one eighty. A one eighty. You know, and then someone has made. The, an airsoft one that looks just like it and it is gorgeous and i i'm looking at it going man man that's something i feel like i should own but what would i do with it you can't ever have it leave your house because it, it is a weapon yeah yeah so yeah. and it has and it has projectile tendencies yeah, you so can't, i can see you can't ever go anywhere with it so right right you can, why own it but it's beautiful yeah yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but you said you're not a collector, so sometimes you can see that's how why, easily. That's why I'm like, why, why do I want that? What am I going to do with that? I don't display things, but it was it was hard. It was like, but look at, look at. Yes, look at. Just <laughs> would you just look at it? <gasps> I'm with you on that, Jen. Which Star Wars character do you most relate to? Ooh, I guess I'm Are gonna you go torn? with Jen or so. Uh, huh? But I don't know if it's because I relate to her personally. It was just really meaningful to me that it was the first woman ever to top billing in a Star Wars movie or project. Haven't had it since or before. Um, you know, her name is one letter off mine. And, uh, you know, she was the big hero without any special powers. So that's a great answer. Yeah. And it's a it's a just a reminder that representation matters. I think that's something that that we need to remind ourselves of is, you know, we for the toxicity that I think we both can agree has plagued this fandom. It is one of those things where I go, see, this is because I love that movie and I love Jen or so as a character, as a middle-aged dude. Um, I, I love everything she stands for. And I absolutely think that's it's, she's a great character. So I, I love when I hear people say I relate to that character because it's like, yeah, that's why star Wars is supposed to be diverse. Right. Right. Jen, you get permission to have full access for a Star Wars character across the saga to join you for a social media post. Who do you pick? The character gets to join me? Yeah, not the actor, the character. Maybe Bo-Katan? Maybe because she's on my mind because I'm building that right now, but like, I kind of want to know what's going to happen next and like, where you been? And like, I want to know stuff. So you probably go like, let me, let me do a little mini interview before we, right. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's your choice. I like that answer though. Cause I think we're all asking, where have you been since where you the been? last time? And what's, what's your plan now? Like <laughs> he kind of handed the dark saber to you, but you, there's these rules about it. Like, oh, oh yeah. What? Like, do you oh, yeah. care? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, well, I, I have a feeling there is a show coming up, Jen, that will answer all of those questions. Bingo. Jen, you get, you get called to work on any upcoming Star Wars project. Okay. You have built so many costumes at this point. They're like, do not deny this person. Come on in and build something with us. Which of the upcoming projects would you like to work on? Andor. 
I mean, for obvious reasons, just sure. the, the, uh, that whole kind of, and then the, the rogue one thing. And then also just like, let's make a star Wars spy show. Yeah. Cause what a feast of costumes is that going to be like if, if, if Andor sees like in a different disguise every week, I want to be a part of that. It's pointing to signs that maybe Andor is full. Oh yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, Ahsoka had a, a network of people that were working in all different parts of the rebellion makes me feel like Cassian was kind of that person, right? Could be. I'm speculating on my own show. We don't do this. Absolutely not. Cause now people are, if it's wrong, people are going to be like, Hey, listen to your, your podcast from two years ago. You were wrong. Uh, Jen, the last question. I, I got two more questions. Actually, let's do this. Okay. New York is certainly a busy place. If you had transportation of any ship in Star Wars to get you around, no more traffic, you fly. Which mode of transportation from Star Wars would you like to pick? Well, I'd want a ship, but I want something small because I don't want to, I, I want something kind of stealthy, right? But I don't want like an X Wing or a fighter because I, I I, I, have, I have a lot of stuff. Like, I have a lot of costumes, right? Sure. So maybe, maybe something kind of like Slave One-sized or whatever they're going to call that shit now. Uh, <laughs> that, that feels like a good medium-sized ship for me. Okay. That's what I'd want. Okay. So Jen Markham's starship. Got it. Boba Fett's Jen Markham's starship. <laughs> Slave yeah, One. Right. The yeah. ship formerly known as Slave One. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. If you could pick any item from the Lucasfilm archives to examine, which would you pick? So I'm like, what haven't I got a really good look at? But I think I've gotten a good look at everything now. Have you? So something older, because everything new has been on display or photographed, or I went to a costume display or something. Maybe. I don't know. I'm like, you know, I want to see stuff that we didn't see. I want to see stuff from scenes that were cut or something, maybe. Like me, yeah, like original trilogy stuff. Like where's Luke's poncho and Leia's uh, and her hut slayer. There was a poncho and goggle she wore over it that's in a super deleted scene that we can't see. The sandstorm? The sandstorm stuff, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe that. Okay. I, there's probably a better answer, but that's... Because at first I'm like, well, I want I want to see stuff that I'm building that I didn't get a good look at, but I think I'm I think I'm good right now. So I want to see stuff that no one has seen because the, the the yeah. I like that confidence. That's great to me. I, I think yeah. a lot of people. I've had some some tinkerers on the show, and they're very like, I want to see three PO's arms. I want to see the sockets. I want to see all the different yeah. screws that they use. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I mean, from a very practical sense, getting up close to something like 3PO's mechanisms makes a lot of sense. But then there's part of me that's like, I really want to, I'd love to get up close to some of the Newark, like the Mud Trooper is a great costume. I want to see how that thing flexes. I want to see. That would be cool because apparently all the armor, right, that they make in the new movies is completely flexible. Yes. It's not like what you and I build at those kits at all. And they make it look like shiny plastic, which is genius. Yeah. That'd be fun to like actually touch it and be like, oh, that's awesome. Well, Jen, this has been awesome. Thank you. This is awesome. I'm sad it's over. Well, that means we come back for part two. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So I I just wanted to say it's been so cool getting to sit down with you and hearing a little bit about your process and you, like many of the guests that, that are on the show, 
we could talk for hours and I feel like that just means that we get to come back and do part two and then, and hopefully we do a, a convention or we're, we're together and we can actually have a, have a drink and poke each other's armors or do whatever we got to do. Where are we going to find you next? Are you, do you have any conventions coming up? Celebration? Where, where? Celebration for sure. As long as it stays on target, we've been floating our tickets, what they've changed the day twice now. Yes. But we're, we're totally committed. We've been the past two. How about you? Is that, are you going to be there? Uh, I'm planning on being there. I have tickets for Friday and Saturday. Great. Um, we're, we're trying to, with my, my sister network, thank the maker. We're trying to, to get, you know, it's like a presenter. Right. Um, and so we're going to try to do that, but I do have tickets. I will be in Anaheim for those four days. I'm looking forward to that so much. Uh, probably the 501st bash will be a great time. Yeah. I, I don't know if you did the one in Chicago. I uh, did. It was awesome. Right. The Canto bite theme. Uh, so I think it's a great time. I feel like being a part of the clubs has made extracurriculars like this a lot of fun too. Um, and, I, if it's anything like what happened in Chicago, they kind of open the doors because they keep getting, the party keeps getting bigger and bigger. And so yeah. then it's like, let's, let's get more people in here. So I hope, I hope we see something like that. And I've heard from what they're planning, it's supposed to be pretty incredible. But the other, the other thing I want to ask you too, where can, where can people find you, Jen? Where, where can yes. people interact with you and, and let them know that they loved your episode on Armor Party and want to check out more of what you do? Uh, as we talked about, TikTok is the mothership. Very conveniently, it is my name, all one word, completely uncreative, yet accurate. So J-E-N-M-A-R-K-H-A-M on TikTok. Uh, also, I'm, I do Instagram quite a bit, but there you do want, add in the underscore. It's not the same at you. Sure. It's J-E-N underscore Markham. That's on Instagram. Those are my, my main two. Uh, I'm on kind of everything, but I don't keep any of the others as updated. So, And you're active on them, I th- which is great because I think you're kind of one yes. of those people who answers messages if someone reaches out to you with an authentic oh, I question. I try to, but Instagram makes it confusing sometimes with the, the different mailboxes and whatever. Yeah. And I, my DMs are off on TikTok. It, it would be way too much. Sure. So uh, so Instagram is a better plus. And then also I have a link to my email too. So Perfect. So if someone really wants to get at you, there are ways to do so. Absolutely. Well, Jen, this has been awesome. Thank you again for sitting down with me and, and letting us share a little bit of your story and getting more into who you are as a crafter and, and a creator. Uh, it, it's, it's awesome. And I, I love the trajectory of where your creative career is going. It's, it's going to be a real treat to watch. Uh, is there anything else that you can think of before we close? I don't think so. We talked about a lot of stuff. Mike, I just want to say this has been a pleasure. I've been on a lot of podcasts and they're all great, but I, I know I loved really talking about the making of the costumes, you know, that's been really fun. I've had an absolute great time. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll definitely check in with you. I'm sure we'll do a follow-up when we're at celebration and it's time to make and get nerdy, right? Right. Exactly. Life is too short. Do what you love. He doesn't seem to take a hint, this guy. And that seals the deal on another awesome episode of Armor Party. Jen is an awesome representation of a customer who just has fun. We will watch her career with great interest and enjoy watching her do her thing. Give her a follow on the socials. She's a great account to interact with. You know, some big things are coming down the line for our network of Thank the Maker. So make sure you're giving them a follow at Thank the Maker Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We've got some really exciting news rolling out within the next few weeks. 
Our themes and production is done by my talented friend, Alton James, someone you need to link up with on your fan film. His ear and love of Star Wars is obvious. You can hear it in our own theme music here. You've got to find him at Alton underscore James on Instagram and let him score your production. You will not regret it. I am your host, Mike Forrester, hoping you plan on supporting an independent armor maker on Black Friday and that Santa brings you a big old brown box of plastic. And always remember, being an adult is boring, but building Star Wars armor is anything but. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen.